Welcome in to the It's You Taz World podcast. I'm Hackett. Steve Bartle returns. Let's get right into it. Steve, first and foremost, uh, Cliff Notes version of uh, your last couple of weeks. How's it been, dude? Man, it's, uh, I'm a married man now, so it's exciting. Definitely uh, definitely had a good time, and a lot of people show up, and and uh, and, and uh, a lot of friends and family come to uh, to the wedding day, and and we were just excited to <laughs> to get on the honeymoon, right? Like going through all the stress of of getting ready for the wedding, and then uh, you know it was a great day. Like it was it was a great day, but we were we were definitely excited to to hit out on that honeymoon, get out to the Dominican Republic, and uh, we had a great time. And we spent a week out there at a nice resort, and just uh, and and just really enjoyed ourselves. So uh, it seemed like. Uh, you know, <laughs> seemed like quite a bit happened while I was gone. So looks like you guys had uh, plenty to, uh, to to occupy yourselves with <laughs> while I was gone, though. That's for sure. Isn't that isn't that like how it always works? You're like, oh, yeah. you're like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run it. It's like it's like even on a smaller scale, you're like, oh, I wonder if I could get off work at four today and just like run to the shops to pick up groceries. Hopefully, my boss doesn't find out, and it's like. 30 hits and like massive breaking news you're like oh yeah. my goodness you're like drop the milk <laughs> in the uh, you know at the fridge section in the kit in the in the grocery store you run home is it like, um but no that there, there was a there's been a lot of news and and you and yeah. i have a lot to talk about so so i guess first and foremost congratulations steve on on the wedding Thanks. and of course enjoying for those that we, we spoke about it briefly but steve had never left it the country never left America. He did uh, for the first time a couple yeah. weeks ago. So that, that would have been cool. How long was that flight by the way? Uh, it was, uh, it was about three and a half hours to Atlanta. And then it was like another three and a half, four hours to, to the Dominican. So not terrible. No, that's um, not bad. I, you know, like definitely a trip I would make again. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I bet. Yeah, no, it's, Certainly seems reasonable, but uh, we're certainly happy to have you back as well. I'll have you know. And yeah, um, Nayway Subaru's our, our beloved sponsor, twelve oh seven South Main Street. Uh, don't be opposed to go check them out, or or Nateway dot com if you if you want to just see what they're all about online. But Nateway Subaru, we we love and appreciate. We thank them tons. Um, Steve, let's start with with the wide receivers. Um, I mean, like we're. I'm like wrapping my head around. Like, like where, I guess where do you even start with the wide receivers? Uh, there's been a few transfers. I guess let's start here. So, let's start with the with with the sacking of of Guy Holiday, uh, who, by the way, was very gracious in defeat, yeah. if you will. Uh, if you haven't heard him speak on local radio stations, I would recommend you doing that. I reached out to him, uh, in which he responded very quickly and just said, "Look, look, Tommy, I, I." I I have no hard feelings. You know, there was nothing he needed to get off his chest right. and that's not necessarily what I wanted from him. I was just after kind of an explanation as to why it went down the way it did and his experience and the good and the bad and the ugly and everything that comes with it. You know, can we talk about it? And he of course, I think was a bit emotional and, and the timing wasn't quite right when I reached out to him and that's okay. But, but were you surprised Steve, when you heard that the guy Halliday had, had left the program? To say I wasn't surprised, I'd be lying. I, I think uh, definitely caught me off guard um, with with everything. It was not something that, you know, like usually there are in, stronger indications that something is coming, and there was nothing, nothing of the sort. 
um, before the actual news broke that, you know, he had been let go. So uh, it certainly caught me by surprise. But, you know, as we started to to kind of dig into things, um, definitely, definitely not something that was like a, a knee-jerk reaction, I think. And, and, you know, for the most part, I think this was just something where uh, I think Guy Holiday said it best, where you just kind of reach the end of the road, uh, you know, with with Utah and, and Guy Holiday, and I think that perfectly kind of summed it up. You've you've gone as far as you can go um, with this uh, with this marriage between Holiday and, and Utah football, and uh, I think I think Utah and and, and Coach Holiday maybe. Uh, but I think Utah just kind of realized that they needed a they needed a jolt. They needed something different in that room, and and so um, you know, surprising. But I think as you start to to dig into it a little bit, it, you know, it certainly it, it it makes sense. Yeah. Well, look, he's been there five years. You know, he was yeah. hired in twenty sixteen. Hasn't it flown by? Yeah. Like that was to me. I was like, wow, it's been five years. And and you think back to twenty sixteen. That was really when Utah kind of started to put put things together, you know, so he's, he's helped Utah and particularly that, that receiver group really kind of take a, a big step forward as a group. Yeah, no, no, certainly. I think he's done a lot of good and it's mm-hmm. just, I, I guess the issue I've, I, I have had with him, if I've had any issue at all, is that the ex, and, and this is, this is what's so tricky about assistant coaches, Steve. Um, I wonder how much of, of the lack of production is, is even his fault. Like to me, that's more of a wit and offensive coordinator issue because, because he can only control so much as a, as a wide receivers coach. He's not calling the plays. He's just trying to put his, his players in, in the best position to succeed. And I think when you look at the numbers, Utah's had some really productive wide receivers. Maybe the expectation was set too high, over the last couple of years, Tyler Huntley's senior year, I would argue that they were really good. But of course, that, that offense was defined by Zach Moss and, and the ability to run the football. And then, of course, I thought last year, well, last year's really hard as well. And I don't know how you blame Guy Holiday because the quarterback play was so poor. You know, the quarterback play was right. so poor last year. So, uh, look, I think two things really go into it. I think that the recent transfers, Brian Thompson and, and Samson Nakua, have to play a role. They just have to, um, and right. then the, the 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 news I was hearing, uh, and, and please take this with a grain of salt, Steve. I'm sure you've heard similar things, and maybe you can confirm these reports as well. But I, I had just heard that the wide receivers as a whole, the wide receiver room, had had just kind of lost 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 their trust, lost their love for, for Holiday. They, they just they didn't they won't just they won't see yeah. eye to eye, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And, and based on what I've heard, I think that's kind of why you needed some, some fresh blood, some, just a new voice. And you look back at it, you look back at what Utah's done on offense when they've had a good receiver, they get them the ball. I mean, you look back at, at the Darren Carrington experience in 2017, Utah fed him the ball. You look at, at Tim Patrick um, who struggled through injuries in 2016, you know, he still put up tremendous numbers um, in that 2016 season. So, you know, clearly 
you look at those two seasons and those two receivers and what they were able to do, Utah is willing to throw the ball. You know, if you're, if you're, I don't want to say a proven commodity because I, I, I don't know that Tim Patrick was a proven commodity, but I think, you know, if, if the staff trusts you to make plays as a receiver, they'll get you the ball. And yeah. I think, I think the issue with Guy Holiday is that we didn't see development from receivers. And I think to your point that you brought up, that's kind of why the message fell on deaf ears, you know, with the receivers from Guy Holiday is, you know, they didn't feel maybe that they were getting the development that they needed uh, to, to reach higher level as players. And, and so, yeah, I, it definitely jives with what I've heard. Um, And, uh, and so I think it's, it's, like I said, it's a mixture of a lot of things with Guy Holiday. I I wouldn't say that he did anything necessarily bad. You look at the group as a whole and it's, it's in a lot better shape um, than, than when he, than the, than the group that was there before he arrived. But I think there are just a lot of things that kind of added up and, and the Thompson and Nakua transfers were kind of that final blow uh, that uh, that we, we've seen him and, and Utah separate and, and kind of go their separate ways. Yeah, there's a lot that that happens uh, behind closed doors that that I think we need to respect as well. And when I say we, I'm not saying myself and Steve necessarily. I'm just I'm talking about the fan base. Right. I've actually, this is slightly off topic. We'll get to the new wide receivers coach here in, in two seconds. I've been reading a lot lately, Steve, um, about coaching strategies, uh, how to get the most out of people, whether it be in, in a sporting landscape or, or a business landscape or at home, in your family. I, I don't necessarily know why, but I'm, I'm, I am like fascinated. <laughs> like I cannot... I, I can't tell you why, but I just can't stop reading yeah. stuff about, you know, coaches uh, around the world that have had success, getting the most out of their players, motivating, et cetera, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. and, so, and so I do want to, like, from when we talk about coaches, we kind of just see, like, like the, a small glimpse of everything that they deal with. And so yeah. Guy Holiday was pretty vocal on Twitter um and so that was really like how fan the fan base judged him um but anyway it's just it it, yeah it's fascinating and i guess too i've been i've been getting a lot of questions on twitter actually steve like last night for example i put out a post uh professing my happiness for kalani and i guess if i were to look back on my twitter I, i i have been maybe uh a little harsh to utah and maybe a little more forgiving to BYU. Like I'm not, I'm not blind that I can. The reason there are reasons behind that, and I'm a Utah fan, but I love good people. I really love yeah. good people, and so yeah. like I value Kalani Sataki so high because when when I was a player at Utah, and he was a coach. He was a he was a defensive coordinator. I was the punter for crying out loud, and I don't know. We just got along well, and we gelled, and we had conversations. And he's somebody that I really, really value as somebody that can mentor young adults, the same with Jay Hill. He did a ton for me and, and I love wit. I really love wit. I promise you. I like wit. I just don't love the way he's his coaching style. I'm sorry, Utah fans. I just don't love it. It's old school, man. And, and it's not for me, but I, it, that that's nothing against him as a human. 
Um, but hopefully if, if, if you're a, a follower of mine on Twitter and you've started to realize, like I got, I got somebody saying like, why, why is Tom sending hate towards Utah and love to BYU? And then somebody responded because he was hired by KSL. And that other person was like, well, they should unhire him. I'm like, well, now you're calling for my head, man. I think that's a little harsh. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry if that's really how I've made you feel, but. But there's there's like the brief answer. Maybe another time I can I can get into it more. But but Chad Bumpfus, let's move on there, Steve. Um, <laughs> I was fascinated by this hire. I really was. Well, do you want to add anything? You seem to be having a red hot cackle over there. What's up your sleeve? Have you had just comments? You, Have people had comments? No, <laughs> no. Just Utah fans, man. They are ruthless. Like they are, as dude. soon as soon as as you know you show. If it's not red, you're dead. Like oh, that's the mentality of Utah fans. You love it, you hate it at times. But man, it's funny. It's uh so I I'm sorry I'm laughing, Tom. Like, oh no, you're good. You're good. I, I love your to. job. That's not right. Like and I yeah, I mean I hope that you're laughing with it. Yeah, yeah, no, I am. I just wish people were a little more forgiving, I guess. Like I'm allowed to have an opinion on Utah's yeah. high school. I just I'm entitled <laughs> to that myself. And if you can't yeah, you've see got it, a, I don't know what to tell yeah, you, dude. You've got a relationship with the coaches there. Like, come on. And I am the first to admit, and I, I admitted, I just admitted it on the podcast. I'll admit it again. I could probably give more love to the University of Utah. Like, I, I probably yeah. could do that. You know, I wrote yeah. what people were calling a hit piece on the quarterback room. And then, Steve, <laughs> I saw you timely two days later put out a story about how to. I had I like, that written beforehand. I'm I had good. that written beforehand. I love it. I love it. I want you to know I love it because it's, it's, it's tactical and I'm all for it, dude. I'm all for it. But. Anyway, I, uh, my point is, uh, I like the university. I watch the university. I cheer for the university. I just have certain issues with certain areas, and that's also okay. But but you know what? I here's the other thing that that's worth noting is I know a lot about the program. I know way more about the Utah program than I do about other universities. I don't know much about BYU. I know a fair bit about Weber State. I know a lot about Utah. And maybe that's why I have these opinions. Maybe if I knew more about BYU, I'd have certain issues with them and I'd be a little more um, susceptible to, to putting out opinion pieces on their program. So, so just take it with a grain of salt. I, I promise I love Utah. I'm going to root for Utah. I'll do my best to put out more brighter stories for you guys. But, but I'm also going to put out the truth. And if I don't like something, I'm going to tell you. And if you don't like that, so be it. I don't care. I love you anyway. Tell them, Tom. Tell them. I just feel the need to like go on these rants sometimes <laughs> because my notifications go through the roof, Steve. I know it, man. I feel oh. bad. I feel bad because here I am, the red goggled media member. And, you know, it's just, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. So, but let's, let's talk bump this, man. Let's. Let's Why'd talk they bump hire this. him Chad so bump fast? This. Why'd they hire him so fast? I can't figure that out. Uh, I. What do you mean? Well, I just feel like. Quick preface. Quick preface. When. It, well, okay. Um, Swan, Coach Swan. Well, I've told you this story, right? Where I had spoken a weird about Weber State's 
special teams coach and defensive coordinator. And Witt's like, no, I want somebody that's older and more mature. And I'm like, no, this is the guy. And then it took like, but like the, the whole process took like, and I'm not claiming Swanee, although I am. It took like, well, let's think two to three months, I would guess, for him to be hired. Like Whoa. as a linebacker coach. And I don't see the difference between a linebacker coach and a wide receiver coach. Like they're, they're not coordinators. Interesting. And this hire was like, this hire was what, what days? It's a quick hire. Yeah. Yeah. So why? They, he you must know, really think, like him. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the key here is Bumpfist spent a year at Utah in 2018 as a graduate assistant. Uh, so there's familiarity between the program and, and Bumpfist. And, and Bumpfist is familiar with what the strengths and, and kind of the quirks and, and maybe the, the issues are at Utah and recruiting to Utah. And, and so I think for a lot of reasons, Bump has checked a lot of boxes for Utah. Um, you look at kind of his, the history of Chad Bumpus. First, let's start with his playing career. He was the leading receiver at Mississippi State three of his four years in college. So very productive receiver. Uh, went on to the NFL, so he's got, you know, he's got ability, right? Like, he was a really good receiver. He's young. He's only 31 years old. The next youngest coach on staff is Kyle McDonald at 37 years old. So you add some youth. You add some energy. You add some, you know, and I think that was kind of a big thing for the staff was they wanted to get, they wanted to add somebody young. I agree. Um, and, you know, he comes from the south. He's from Mississippi. He's familiar with areas in Texas, Florida, Georgia. And I think that's an area that Utah really wants to recruit more from, especially at the skilled position. So it's kind of an ideal hire for them because they do want to get more athletic. They want to be better at the wide receiver position. And I think Bumpus, although he doesn't have the resume, you know, I think there are a lot of qualities. He's, he was really well liked in his time here. I had the opportunity to interact with him just a couple of times. Very personable, very friendly, very outgoing. Um, really impressed by him. So we we talked about potential candidates at Ute Zone, and, and Bumpfus, by and large, was our our top choice for, for Utah if they were going to make a choice. So we we love the hire at Ute Zone. Yeah, well, I I've heard nothing but great things as well, I, and I'm not. Um, I, I'm, I'm certainly thrilled for the man. Yeah. I, yeah. I just thought, I just thought, I'm like thinking about it. I was going, it was pretty quick. It was a quick hire. Yeah. He doesn't have the experience, which by the way, may be a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but there's risk involved, right? Anytime you bring right. somebody new that hasn't really had that, there's always, there's always a little bit of added risk. And, and when you think about that position group in particular, I, I don't mean to be overly rude, but I mean that, offensively, that's the group that's let Utah down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, that yeah. you could argue, I guess you could probably argue the offensive line. Quarterback, offensive line, yeah. Hasn't been great at times, but like... When the you look passing at, game in general passing has game in general. let Utah down. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And so, like, I think it's a, pre- I think it's a pretty big, um, big hire. And, and, and you know what I thought was funny? Uh, funny is not the right word. I'm sorry for using that word. But I thought what was interesting was the amount of former Utah wide receivers that put their hand up online to say, hey, can I have a crack? K. Scott being one of them. Who was the other one? There was somebody else. Um, uh, 
he was older. He was before I got there, and I'm brain farting on his name, so I apologize. But there was there was a few other individuals that, that put their hand up and said, hey, I can't remember. Did Coach Shaw ever ever become a graduate assistant? I don't think he did. I think he went straight from being a lawyer to coaching, which, by the way, is rare. Most coaches, yeah, most coaches will make make you go through the graduate assistant program to learn the ropes. But um, I don't know. We're, we're, I'm going off track as I normally do. Chad Bumpfus, good for him. Thirty one years old. What does he bring? Does he bring something different on the recruiting trail? In your opinion, Steve? Well. So he doesn't have much of a, a track record, right? Like he doesn't have the resume. Like Guy Holiday, there was a resume there. He recruited guys to BYU, UTEP, all, all over. So you don't have that to kind of look at. But where he's from, he's from Mississippi. He's coached um, all over the place, really. But he's got ties to to the, the South. He's got ties. He's well-known in the South. That's going to be big. And I think for, for him, it's all about just his personality, right? Like we didn't know a lot about, about Colton Swan. We didn't know a lot about Kyle McDonald. But these two guys have been able to arguably become Utah's top two recruiters um, in, their, in their time here at Utah. You look at what Colton Swan did with the linebacker room this year, an unbelievable job. Kyle McDonald with the, the running back position, you know, same thing. And I think that youth and that ability to connect with younger athletes, particularly at the wide receiver position, that's going to benefit that group more so than, than it would if you hired somebody, you know, a younger guy at, a, at another position, right? Like that, that group, that position uh, is really going to benefit from that youthful connection between Bumpfus and, 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 and recruits. So um It'll be interesting to see uh, kind of his responsibilities in terms of areas that he's going to recruit, but I fully expect him to operate primarily in the South from Texas down to Florida. Um, and I think that'll be a great fit for him. And I'm you know, interested to see um, how quickly he hits the ground running, man. I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think another talking point as it relates to Bumpfus is – the game of football, and you've seen this a lot in the NFL, there's this, this narrative now that, that you kind of need young, up-and-coming, kind of hipster-ish coaches to <laughs> fill that void of this generation. Yeah. Um, and, and that probably has to have played a part. And I was also thinking about financially. I'm sure we could look up. I don't know. I don't know how much he's going to be making. Do you, Steve? Not yet. No. I. I, I we will be able to look it up here in in a few weeks. I'm sure. But like the, the university's in a financial crisis at the minute. They lost. I mean, they were projecting to lose sixty million. I don't think they lost that much in the end. But I think it was around thirty to forty, which is still a lot of money. Um, and so I'm sure they were pretty wary, you know, about about how much money they can pay their their assistants. Um, and so yeah. I'm sure that played into it, into it too. But I, I, I'm really happy that Utah got a younger coach, 31 years of age. He's had success as a player. He's bounced around as a coach. He's put in his time. He's done his due diligence, and now he's finally rewarded. Um, and, and I hope nothing else, if nothing, if for nothing else, that he 
that he grasps the opportunity and, and takes it head on. And I, I think the, the wide receiver coach is different than any other coach on the football field. Um, and here's why, especially at Utah, I should note, especially at Utah, Coach Whittingham preaches that for breakfast every morning, you wake up and eat a teaspoon of cement. His program is hard. It's what? It's, he doesn't actually. You know, that was a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess what I'm getting at is like, he's, he's, like, a, he's like an old school, tough yeah. football coach. And right. we do, right. you know, we don't work smarter. We work harder at Utah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and, and I think, I think this, this, this bumpfus fella will bring just a sense of youth. And, and for wide receivers, if you were to stereotype wide receivers, they're kind of like the diva of the football team. And I mean that in the most loving way possible, by the way. I love, I love yeah. wide receivers, but, but they are. They're like, you know, the, they're like kind of the pretty boys and the guys that get all the girls and, you know, have the best fashion or whatever. They're, they're just, that's who they are. And so I, I think I think as a coach, you need to be able to handle that. Um, and at Utah, that's no easy feat, considering the head coach is this defensive monster who will run you into the ground if you drop one catch. Um, you've got you've got to be able to balance that. And so the Utah yeah. football wide receiver assistant coach position, I mean, you have to be strong mentally to be able to to grasp all of that. And, and that's yeah. why personally, look, I know he doesn't have a track record, but he's young. And I love that. I love that he's young. I really do. Because I think he can connect with co- with players that, that with all due respect, maybe Guy Holiday couldn't. Yeah. And, and I know we keep harping on the, his youth, but you look at, at what he's done. He's 31 years old. And since he started coaching where he joined Iowa Wesleyan in 2016, he went from Iowa Iowa Wesleyan, I think that's how you say it. I hope that's how you say it. He went to Buffalo. (laughs) Went to Buffalo as a grad assistant and then Utah uh, as a grad assistant. And then after his time at Utah, he was hired on as a position coach uh, by Austin P. And then uh, February, just last month, he was hired by Central Michigan as a position coach. So you look at his rise in a short amount of time, he's gone from a a small Small, I think it's Division Three. Iowa Wesleyan is Division Three. He's gone from Division Three all the way up to Power Five uh, position coach in five years. That says a lot about uh, your reputation as a coach um, and what you're doing on the field with your players. And yeah. to me, that more so than anything else is a, is a very encouraging sign that he's been able to rise up the ranks uh, as fast as he has um, in this. You know he only started coaching in 2016. <laughs> so that's a, uh, that's an incredible job by him. Uh, and I'm excited to see how it translates to this group of receivers. One thing that I, I always think about is with his history and his um, experience as a player, he's been both. I, I mentioned that he was the leading receiver three of four years. He's also been a practice squad guy in the NFL, and he's been cut a handful of times. So he's been both the top dog and he's been the guy at the bottom of the roster. And he's gonna that's going to provide him a lot of experiences that he can rely on to help guys in that room who are going through different scenarios, different situations. He's going to be able to help them and guide them through each and every, I don't know about every, but 
a lot of situations he's going to be able to relate to and provide some empathy and kind of guide these guys through it. And that is, is, is an important thing uh, as important is that is as important as anything else that we've talked about to this point with Chad Bumpus. Yeah. 100%. I I'm with you all the way, Steve. Um, I just decided to pull up the, the roster, take a, take a quick peek, if you will, at um at, at the wide receiver group now, it's diminished from what it was. Uh, yeah. And this is not this is not including tight ends. So this is not pass catches as a whole. This is specifically wideouts. You've obviously got Britton Cubby, um, and then of course Solomon Enos. They're kind of the two big big wideouts now. After Samson Nakua, Brian Thompson both departed. I guess uh, I'm forgetting. Um, Jalen Dixon returns. So they're your big three, right? Brenton Covey, Solomon Enos, and Jalen Dixon. And then and then outside of that, you've got guys that are very talented without question, but haven't either had the opportunity to prove themselves or just haven't proved themselves yet. And I'm, I'm talking about guys like Money Parks, right? Uh, the freshman out of Texas who's, who's mm-hmm. going to join the program and, and will hopefully provide something. Tyron, Tyron Smith has been around forever and a day, and he just keeps to be Ellis. Devon Vele is somebody that I was highly, highly thought of at the program. You've got Dylan Slavens, who's been around now for some time, and he kind of gets reps here and there, predominantly on special teams. I mean, this is, this is now a group, Steve, that has more question marks than it did just, just a month ago. Um, and when I look at the group... I know what I'm going to get out of Britton Covey if he's healthy. And I know what I'm going to get out of Jalen Dixon if he's healthy. I'm looking at Solomon Enos to be that dominant wide receiver. He, he has the build. He's the outside threat that needs to be elusive uh, with the deep ball. He needs to be the deep threat. He needs to be the guy that can muscle his way. Um, to catches, and he needs to be able to put up six, seven, eight plus touchdowns in 2021. Would you agree? Yeah, I uh, I think Solomon Enos uh, is is a guy that um, I'm very into interested to see how the the hiring of Bumpfus impacts his game. If I'm Chad Bumpfus and I'm coming into this group, I'm making Solomon Enos like my guy, like I'm, I'm working on everybody in here, but Solomon, like you're my guy, I'm coming here to get you right. And uh, you look at what Enos has. He's got great size, 6'1", 6'2", 195, 205 pounds, whatever he is. Good length, um, good athleticism, not a great athlete, but good athlete. And he, uh, he's, he came to Utah as a raw wide receiver, very talented, obviously, but his experience in high school, he was utilized all over the field. He played a lot of wildcat quarterback, a lot of running back. He was just an athlete more so than a receiver. Um, and so he's had to learn the game in his time here at Utah. And I think with Bumpfist and kind of what he brings to the table with his playing experience, I hope that he, like I said, I hope that he makes Solomon his guy because I think Solomon will benefit the most from a guy that's been through it, that can show him some things that can, you know, spend time with him working on, you know, how to sell a route, how to, you know, break a route uh, and and that kind of stuff. And I 
I think Solomon Enos has a lot of potential still left in the tank that he can unsurface. And, you know, I think Chad Bumpus is a great coach to kind of bring that out of him. Um, and so, you know, with the transfer of Thompson and, and Nakua, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, but you've got young guys on the roster. You, you mentioned Money Parks. You've also got Connor O'Toole, who was a, a big-time prospect. He had like 14 Power 5 offers. Um, and then Makai Cope uh, is now with the program. He was a, a recruit this year. That's right. He's joined the program now. And so you've got those three three young freshman receivers. Those are three guys that you would love to see kind of emerge and assume roles and and – prove that they're capable of contributing on the field. So you've got some guys that you can develop that have been in the program a while. You've got some young guys that can, that you can kind of help um, in their progressions. So Chad Bumpus has a great opportunity this spring in this camp to make a, a strong impression as, as the new coach. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I know, I know this episode has been predominantly about the wide receivers and everything that entails them. Uh, we weren't necessarily planning on that, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. We we will have another episode out this week. Uh, we, we were unable to get one out last week, so we'll have two this week. We promise we'll make up for yes. last week. Um, before we get out of here, I, I need to know wh- what happened to that linebacker, the transfer out of Bama. Dude. Oh, yeah. Like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So, so, so let me get this right, and then the floor's all yours. He decides that he's going to enter the transfer portal out of Alabama. He was once he, he, he was formerly from Reno uh, and had high interest from Utah, BYU. He's a Polynesian kid. He's very talented, four, five-star cat, linebacker, and then he commits to Utah out of the portal like a, a week ago. I remember because yeah. I was in St. George still, and I was like, oh, wow, this seems like a, a pretty cool – cool get for Utah to the portal. They've done well this offseason with the portal. And then I blink, it seems, and the next I hear is that he's going to Chip Kelly in UCLA. What What is going on there? Yeah, so pretty wild situation uh, with, with Cajo. So uh, he commits to Utah. He announces publicly. And then uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, exactly what happened but it seemed actions were 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 made by Tahoe that kind of led the staff to believe that you know maybe he wasn't 100% committed maybe he wasn't all the way in and if you're not all the way in you're in the way and <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so i think uh just kind of based on on things that i've heard i think the staff caught wind that you know, maybe he wasn't all the way in and maybe Caho committed before really kind of taking a deep dive into what Utah had on the roster and what they had coming in uh, because Utah's loaded. And and when the news came down, you look at it and you're like, okay, like another linebacker, huh? Cool. Like, that's great. We're, we're well stocked. And a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of us said that this would be a great depth addition and it would have been, but Utah didn't need it. And so I think there was maybe just a little bit of buyer's remorse on Cajo's end. Um, once he kind of took a deeper dive and that's kind of what led to, you know, what, what happened. Um, 
But yeah, he goes to, to UCLA where they are in dire need of linebackers. And so, yeah. you know, it makes sense um, with him ending up at, at UCLA last night. The power of the media, Steve. Uh, <laughs> that's a great example of it. I'm telling you, you guys bash yeah. on the media as much as you want, but but we're here to share opinions, much like everybody else is, but we have a platform to do it on, as opposed to the 50 followers the majority of people try and utilize. And when a player like Kaho reads that Utah has a lot of depth and that he's going to have to fight for his playing time this fall, he second guesses himself. Uh, that's just my best guess as to what all unfolded. You may know um, and may not be able to share, Steve, and that is perfectly okay because I like to keep the people thinking. I like to keep the people thinking. All right, what you what you what you type, people read, people react from. Please do check out Utone at utone.com. Seven-day free trial. They always have it running. So if you love them, keep going. If you don't, no hard feelings. I'm sure you'll be back sooner rather than later. They have a message board. The most gnarliest of gnarliest Utah fans are on there, and they share their thoughts and opinions, and there's facts that come from Steve, and then it's a giant rabbit hole that Utah fans need to get involved in. Utone.com. Is where you can go. You can check Steve out too on uh, Twitter at sbartle two four seven. Myself at Tom Cant Hackett. I cannot get out of here without saying, while you're at Ute Zone, open up a new tab. When you're done, check out kslsports.com. And of course, Nate Wade Subaru, Steve, our beloved sponsors, twelve oh seven South Main Street, is where you can find them. Steve, we'll be back later this week. Much love to everybody, yes, sir. and uh, thanks for tuning in. See you, Steve. 